What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Welcome once again to a show that's going to be talking about the NFL draft that just completed. A lot of things going on, went on over the last three days. Start at April 27th, uh, 8 p.m. in Philly, outside, record crowds. Wish I could attend it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to, but I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is The Master Plan, and we will talk about what took place over the last three days. The dudes and the, the uh, who um, moved up, who... Um, I wouldn't say panic, but made a move possibly that I wouldn't have made a move, and it happened early, and I will talk about it. Every team from 1 to 32 we're going to be talking about. Three teams didn't have a pick in the first round. The Rams, the Vikings, and the New England Patriots. The Browns and the Bengals started out with 11 picks. The Browns, Titans, and Saints had two picks apiece in the first round. That changed. 38 trades took place, a record, in this draft. We'll be talking about that, among other things. But understand this. This is a two-hour show, and we're going to try to get to each and every one of those teams and try to grade them out. Supposedly, I'm supposed to have some people calling in. If they do, they don't do. If they don't, I can carry this all by myself for the next two hours. The number to call in is 347 637 3220. 
Say that again. It's 347 637 is the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, the master, and you quite know that would be me. Got a chat room sitting out there if you'd like to jump in the chat room and voice your opinion on that. You can also do that. That's how we roll. What you put in it is what you get out of it. Okay? Don't come nasty, because I, 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 I mean more than that, mean more than ample to come nasty back. But there's going to be some names to remember in this draft. Teams are related of, of one through seven. All you have to have is an opportunity. I don't care if you get drafted number one or number 253, Mr. Irrelevant. All you need is opportunity. There's a couple of players that I can say right off the top of my head they, that may not be playing this year, but they got picked. We'll be going through that. And uh, hopefully, you may or disagree with me. Makes no never mind. I'm here one way, the, one way or the other to voice my opinion on what took place yesterday. Friday and Thursday in the NF in the 2017 NFL draft. It's going to be some names, like I said, to remember in this draft. A lot of running backs that got opportunities and, and some of them ideal places and some of them I think uh, um, could have landed, hope, they could have hoped for a better uh, um, landing spot. Offensive linemen. Where people knew in this draft that the offensive line was a weak point, and it proved out. Not one offensive lineman was taken in the second round. I mean, first round, I'm sorry. 57 cornerbacks, not quarterbacks, 57 quarterbacks, cornerbacks were taken in this draft, the record. This was cornerback heavy. This was defensive heavy, even though it didn't start out that way. A defensive heavy draft. Players that were taken in the fourth, fifth, sixth round could have easily been taken um, second, third, and even fourth. That's how heavy this draft was, especially on the defensive side. We'll talk about the quarterbacks as we go through each team that was taken. I feel some teams reached, reached big time. But still uh, uh, decided to to go that route and take a quarterback. A quarterback. This was not a good offensive lineman or quarterback league. It is what it is. You know, that's the glamour position. That's what everyone's looking for, whether they take him in the fourth round or sixth round like Tom Brady was taken, first round, to whatever. All you have to have is an opportunity. It's up to you to, to take advantage of it uh, and be able to make a roster. And that's what we're going to do. All right. Enough of setting this up for the last seven minutes and talking about whatever. Let's go to the, to some news first, okay? Let's go to this news first. Just um. I wouldn't say breaking news, but I think it's probably in the in the works. Ever since the uh, regular season was over with, and the new coach was hired, 
uh, in um, Buffalo, Sean McDermott, that the uh, Bills, who haven't made the playoffs in, since 1999, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, some thereabouts, um, fired their, their uh, general manager, Doug Whaley. Gone. Now a new search looking for a general manager that's going to be, I guess, guess what they're looking for? Uh, someone that has the um, same thinking as uh, Sean McDermott and that he can work whatever, work better with, I guess. Different philosophy than what Doug Whaley was putting out there. Uh, we'll go through the Bills. Um, in fact, that's probably one of the first. Uh, uh, the, the first would be the Baltimore Ravens. We'll go to an alphabetical order. But we'll go through the Bills picks and uh, if they could fulfill what they needed to do. Give them a grade as we go along. Um, with all this uh, power, excuse me, with all this um, talent available throughout the draft, most of these teams, most of these teams should get a decent grade because, look, Even in, even in a, a, a blind squirrel can find a nut, okay? Even with all this talent, it, it'd be pretty hard to screw it up. Not to say that they can't, it can't be done, but it, I don't think it, 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 it uh, um, can be, well, it can screw it up because, because you can overreach uh, like some teams, I think, had, did. Um, and um, not take advantage of the, the the type of talent that doesn't come fast pot, excuse me, that doesn't come by like this that often. So when it does, you have to take full advantage of it to make the most out of of um, make the most out of this because the like I said it doesn't come out that doesn't come around that often when you have this much talent that you can pull from eleven Michigan players. The most of any college this year were taken. Eleven Michigan players. Not Alabama. No other any SEC school. Big Ten school. Big Ten school, Michigan. So, without further ado, without further ado, Let's let's start off with the um, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals had uh, the 13th pick in the first round, and uh, some people thought this guy was going to not be there by the time they picked. Hell, heck of a story. A walk-on at Temple. 
at one point was asked to leave, now becomes the 13th pick in the in the first round for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not going to go pick one, pick two. But I'm going to go through teams and, and their picks. Asai Riddick, linebacker. Besides having one of the best stories in the draft, one of the best linebacker prospects in this draft. Work hard, persevered, gained a scholarship through Temple, which is not really a major college, but you only need an opportunity. And I think, in my opinion, he'll succeed. Buda Baker. A safety, second in the second round. This guy had first round potential. He's a safety, and uh, even though he, for a safety, maybe just smaller in demeanor, 195 pounds, 5'10", he is definitely a, a, a worth a second-round pick, and, and I, I think they got some good value for Buda Baker uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, pick four in the second round. Going to the third round for the Arizona Cardinals, they got a wide receiver in Chad Williams. They need to, somebody to replace Larry Fitzgerald if and when he leaves, which it may be soon. Um Got a lot of talent, had some off-field issues, and, and we'll be talking about the, the players that have off-field issues. Um, there's uh, four of them that I could talk to you when I get to the team, talk to you about. One of them definitely may not be on the team by the time they get to training camp. But we'll see. It, it's still still up in the air. We'll talk about that. Dorian Johnson is a uh, is an offensive guard, 6'5", 300 pounds from Pittsburgh that needs to come through because Carson Palmer was a hit 117 times in 2016. That's the most among all quarterbacks. So he should get the opportunity to compete to help fix that offensive line and protect their 37-year-old quarterback in Carson Palmer. And we'll talk about that because um, they need help on the and need to get a backup for Carson Palmer um, because he was hit that many times last year and as you get older in the quarterback, you can't take that. You can't take that. It's plain and simple. You can't take that. Uh, and, be, and, and, and stay healthy. Let me put it that way. So that's why in the fifth round, they went back and got an offensive tackle um, or a swingman, I should say, on the offensive line. And William Holden, 6'7", 311 pounds from Vanderbilt. Now, he may be a... Uh, um, he may need uh, some development. He may not play a lot this year because he, he needs refinement, builds body up, uh, technique, things like that. 
So he may not see many reps in this season, but um, he's a solid guy that you can develop. <coughs> Let's move on to the round five. Um, this guy got it. Got him in. It's still in the fifth round. Um, twenty picks. Twenty picks further down, but. T.J. Logan, the running back from North Carolina, is a reliable backup and a change of pace back to complement David Johnson. He's also uh, able to be used on a special team. A very can be a very expected special teams player. And uh, let's go to the last pick that the Cardinals um, had. And that would be in the sixth round because of all the um, – and they pulled off a safety, Rudy Ford from Auburn. Good safety, 5'11", 205 pounds, good size for a safety. Cardinals are, are, are in need of backside defense. It lost a lot, quite a bit from the defensive back this offseason. Um, he, Ford can be a special teamer entering this season with a chance to uh, compete for significant reps in their uh, sub packages. And um, that's how the cards um, draft went. I'm giving the cards. on just the sheer talent of who they picked, an A-. minus. I think they did very well in what they did. Um, they stayed true to their board and um, got some guys that had speed and a lot of ability and uh, could be well utilized in that Cardinal system. We'll take a short break, short, very short break. I'll be right back. Um, I got a... Uh, where is it at? Be right back. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. All right, people, we're back. And we're going to be talking about the um, – we're talking about this, uh, the NFL draft review. Just went through the first team. Uh, we're going to take a little bit uh, um, quicker pace here. Uh, and uh, talk about it. I, like I said, I, I gave the uh, Cardinals an A minus. Uh, I think they pre- did pretty well in the, what they needed and and who they got. Um, they still need a quarterback. <clears throat> so <clears throat> they still need a quarterback to um, 
uh, replace uh, Carson Palmer. Now, maybe the Cardinals will um, try to do uh, um, make do with what they have or pull from the free agent quarterbacks just just for a fill-in in hopes that Carson Palmer comes back. But if not, then you have to bring another rookie quarterback. Uh, maybe it's a better crop that they feel that they have in um, in um, next year's next year's crop of of, of uh, quarterbacks, and uh, a <clears throat> and then Bruce Arians' offense can make do with what they have up until that takes place. Myself, I would I would have thought that they would have taken a quarterback in this draft. Uh, to try to um, <clears throat> give that quarterback one more year. At least, you know, you don't know if Carson Palmer, he talked about it this week, I mean this year. Um, what happens next season? Then you have to scramble for, what, a rookie quarterback? Or a then it sets, you, sets your franchise back? You don't want to do that. You don't want. <coughs> you don't want to do that. Uh, I hate to do this again, but people, I have to take another break. It's urgent. I have to take another break. Um, God, I don't know. Wow, we'll play this. Sorry, people. I had uh, it definitely with emergency. Had to take care of um, real quick. All right, we're back, 
And uh, uh, the next team that we're going to talk about is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, um, we're not going in draft order. We're going in um, alphabetical order. And we're, we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, who had the uh, 31st pick. Um, Atlanta uh, opted out of the, the first round. <clears throat> and, um, excuse me, they didn't opt out of the first round, but they moved – up, um, complete the trade with the uh, Seattle Seahawks and moved up to 26 to take Tack McKinley, who, if you watched the draft, Deion Sanders had a rain him in because he dropped the F-bomb um, because of the emotion that he was expressing about um, fulfilling, I guess, a dream from his um, grandmother. Uh, so there's going to be a red flag because this guy can looks like he can get out of sorts mentally uh, from what I'm seeing, and it has to be reined in by someone that um, has a cooler head. But he's going to a very good organization with an extremely good coach in um, um, Gus Bradley. I mean, um, excuse me, um, Quinn. And I forget his first name. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot his question name. But whatever. You know what I'm talking Who are head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? I can't believe I forget, forgot his first name. Doug Quinn. <clears throat> anyway. Um, very good uh, defensive end. Had, has good toughness and speed. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker or 4-3 defensive end. Um, and has a relentless motor. Now you got Vic Beasley, um, who likes who is a uh, pass rush specialist. You got Tack McKinley now. If he ban, 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 you know, if he if he um, comes through at the, the first pick of, of the in the first round, not the first pick, but a first round pick, pick twenty six for the Atlanta uh, Falcons, that can uh, do some damage. To the uh, to the to the AFC South, who has Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston, going to have to team him up with uh, Vic Beasley. That's going to be a hell of a pair to coming at the quarterback, uh, opposition quarterback, each and every week. Then you come back in the third round and you pick up um, one of the best special teamers that was in his college for three seasons at LSU. Duke Riley, a linebacker from LSU. Six foot, 232 pounds. This guy had a relentless motor. Very good pick for the uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Fourth round, they have another pick in the fourth round. They pick um, – God, hold on a minute here. I just lost it. They pick um, Sean Harlow, an offensive guard. Um, one of the things that even though the Falcons had a revamped line and it really came through for Matt Ryan – 
they need some help to to, to at the at the guard position. And Harlow at six four, three hundred and three pounds from Oregon State will get every opportunity to win that starting job. Matt Ryan was hit 105 times last season, fifth most in the NFL. And in order for the Falcons to be successful, the remaining, excuse me, the reigning NFL MVP up, upright. Round five, the Falcons had two picks. Uh, And... um, they, the first pick in there was the 149th pick in the fifth round. Cornerback, DeMonte Casey out of San Diego State, 5'10", 184 pounds. One of the best nickel corners in his class. Got crazy ball skills and should make, make his way onto the field early and often <clears throat> when the Falcons have to go in the sub-packages. They also had uh, uh, someone that they wanted in the uh, fifth round, 156. So they moved seven. They, they got the seventh. Excuse me. They, they uh, seven picks down from the, the first one they picked in the fifth round, and they picked up a running back. And Ryan, Brian, excuse me, Brian Hill, six one, two hundred nineteen pounds, <clears throat> downhill runner. Um. And a pounder. Let me put it that way. Uh, they have two two dynamic backs right now, and uh, this adds to to that stable of running backs. You, ne- you can never have too many running backs, just like you can never have too many cornerbacks. And the last pick is a, and I think the. The Falcons need help on this. And, and to take a flyer on this guy in the fifth round, they had three, three five-round picks. Fifth, I'm Excuse me, fifth-round picks. None in the sixth, none in the seventh. They moved up um, uh, to get the two picks, the first two picks in the fifth round. This one, is, it was their own, only their own pick without any trades. They picked up a tight end, Eric Saubert, a 253 pounder from Drake. He's a raw. He played in the spread offense at Drake. Um, and probably some player that, that needs to be groomed down the road and could be effective um, a year or two from now. But you never know. Like I said in the beginning, all these guys, whether you were drafted the first or the last one, Mr. 253, Mr. Irrelevant, all you need is an opportunity. That's obvious because your, your draft number says that I'm going to make this team one way or the other if you're drafted high. That's just a number. That just gives you the opportunity to say that you're going to be on this team. to have that opportunity to make this team doesn't guarantee you anything. You have to get out there and prove it on the field each and every day in practice, OTAs, whatever the the situation 
your team has to get proven that you are who you are, or you are who you say you are. I'm not saying Eric Sauberts is is uh, one of these guys that going to be a starting tight end for the uh, um, runner-ups in the Super Bowl this past year, but you never know. Let's move on to the next team that's on the app in the alphabet, and that would be the Baltimore Ravens. I talked about this Raven team. I talked about it yesterday, and I still believe that the Baltimore Ravens are going to take a step back. Um, they did a lot of work trying to get the, um, their offensive line straightened out, uh, and also the, the offensive line, and also their um, defense. And that was the um, theme for this draft: defense and offensive line, and it, it reflects the, the first three, first four picks that the. Baltimore Ravens had pick number one was a, a, a DB, a, a cornerback out of Alabama, a Marlon Humphrey. Oh, I neglected to give you a grade on what I thought the Atlanta Falcons did, and I think they 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 deserve a B. Not an overwhelming draft, but a draft that can help their team in in many ways. Um, but I do believe um, they. Um, did a good enough job at the world champions pitching, picking from where they were and being able to maneuver to trade, trade, trade through the board throughout the draft to get the players that they thought they needed to help make their team better. Baltimore Ravens, like I said, um, Marlon Humphrey, cornerback, six foot, 197 pounds. Supposedly the theme is getting back to playing Raven football on defense. Marlon Humphrey can give give them that opportunity, especially in a division where they have to chase A.J. Green now, John Ross, and, of course, um, Antonio Brown. Speedy DB that can can cover um, and and be utilized in that uh, Ravens defense. Let's go to the second round. Tyus Bowser. Another defensive player, outside linebacker, good size, 263, excuse me, 247. He's a rough Hassan Reddick. He needs to be more refined in in his play. Um, He could be moved um, various places along the line, linebacking. uh, linebacking uh, core, um, and uh, he just need he's he's not to say a real raw talent, but he just needs to be refined. But he's got enough talent to be drafted in the second round and uh, improve the skills that he's deficient in. Third round, the Ravens had two two third round picks. One at 474, the other one at 78. Let's talk to the, about the one at the, the 74th pick, the pick 10 in, in the third round. Chris Warmly, a defensive end out of Michigan. There you go, a Michigan player. One of 11. 6'5", 298 pounds. This guy's made to be a five technique at the next level. 6'5", 
You're going to put him over a tackle and ask him to sit there and hold the point of attack with your length and strength and be able to push the pocket at the pass rusher. He's really, really good. Uh, I think that's a really good pick in the third round. I had said yesterday, and I keep on saying it, and I said it on Thursday, there's going to be guys that should have been picked up around earlier or two down for whatever reason because of the talent level of and the needs of teams that should have been picked in the first round or the second round. This is one of them. He could have easily been picked in the second round, somewhere in the second round, if the team needed a defensive end and pass rusher like uh, uh, Chris Warman. But he, he wound up 74th pick in round three. That benefits the Baltimore Ravens. Four picks up from that. Excuse me. In the same round, uh, they pick up another outside linebacker. This one from Alabama. Tim Williams. This is Ozzie Newton's own stopping ground. So he knows Alabama and he likes drafting Alabama players. It's from Nick Saban's program. This guy is a double-digit sack guy. He's got the potential to be that. He can definitely put pressure on your offense on the outside edge, either outside edge. So quite naturally, when you got Ben Roethlisberger, um, Andy Dalton, and uh, um, soon-to-be-named quarterback in Cleveland. Being a passing league, you need to put pressure on the quarterback, disrupt disrupt their offense. Let's move on to the uh, fourth round the uh, Ravens had. Didn't have a sixth-round pick. They moved up and got two third-round picks. Don't have a a seventh-round pick. So they had three more picks. One of them was their, uh, Nick, Nick, Nico Saragusa, an offensive guard, 6'4", out of San Diego State, 319 pounds. Um, they need help on the offensive line. Um, they were 28th in rushing in yards per game in 2016. Mr. Saragusa is a run-blocking specialist and possibly can start. This is a strong, strong pick in the fourth round. And Nico Saragusa, if he pans out, can help the Baltimore Raven rushing rushing attack. Like I said, they were 28th in rushing yards per game last year. Let's go to the fifth round in Jermaine Illumior. If I'm offensive guard, and he's six four, a little bit heavier, three hundred thirty two pounds out of Texas and AM. Probably needs to develop. Um so and, and uh, um he has some he has some upside, but he, he's probably a de- de- excuse me, a de- developmental uh inside offensive um uh player, infant line player. <clears throat> With some possibility that he may be able to rotate to the tackle. The Ravens have an issue with their offensive line. It, it doesn't lack depth. So if you got uh, 
one of your offensive linemen nick, nicked up, it's going to hurt. Now, quite naturally, you, 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 you'd like to have a capable backup, which they don't have. This may help him down the road, but he needs to be developed. Sixth round, they have uh, one pick, Chuck Clark, defensive back. You need somebody in the backside. Like I told you earlier about A.J. Green, John Ross, Antonio Brown, Corey Coleman. Don't look out the, the, the receivers that are going to, coming out of Cleveland with the Hugh Jackson offense. So you, you can never have too many DBs. Six foot, 208 pounds, good size. Um, and you need depth back there. You need depth. Overall, I think the uh, Ravens got an A, <clears throat> A minus somewhere around there. Um, focus definitely, like I said earlier when I first started in this analysis, that they need to help on the defensive uh, side of the ball. Serious help. I still don't. I still don't not feel on their offense. Still not feeling their offense. To tell you the truth. Still not feeling their offense. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And let's go to, to the Buffalo Bills, where, like I had said to you earlier, there had been a re- rumor mill headed into draft weekend that Doug Whaley would like to be fired in, in, right after the draft. Well, it didn't have to take that long. He did get fired. And... Um, now you got to see who's calling the shots. Obviously, you, you know that Sean McDermott is carrying a lot of weight, the new new uh, um, <clears throat> coach of the Bills. But now they're in search for a GM that can work with Sean McDermott or the Sean McDermott work with the GM, whatever way you want to call it. But he uh, is not no longer not no longer with the uh, Doug Whaley I'm talking about, with the uh, Buffalo Bills. Let's move on to the draft. They had um, uh, six, six picks, none in the seventh round. Uh, their last pick was in the sixth round. Let's move on to the first pick that they had, which was 27th, which they made a swap with the Chiefs. And we'll t- get to the Chiefs soon. Uh, and the reason why the Chiefs moved up and took the uh, number 10 spot from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills moved down at 27th and, and picked up a uh, um, need that they had at, uh, at cornerback. They needed another wide receiver. They need help on the offensive line. Uh, they wanted an, a, another capable quarterback, possibly, to back up uh, Tyrod Taylor. And... Uh, um, um, second-tier de- defense, uh, meaning the linebackers. And uh, they hit them on all points. Let's, let's walk down each and every one of these picks that the Buffalo Bills did. I think they did a fantastic job here in picking up on, on the 27th pick in the first round. They picked up Tredavious White. A, um, and you'll, you'll hear this, this theme about these LSU 
cornerbacks uh, or safeties because um, it's one of these uh, um, programs that produce consistently um, guys on the backside of the defense that um, uh, benefits teams in the NFL. Uh, 5'11", 192 pounds, was a four-year starter in the SEC, one of the more solid cornerbacks in the draft. He can play off. He can play inside. He can play, he can play soft, and he can play press. This guy's a very good football player and very versatile in what he can do, obviously, since I just told you that, um, and, and um, can help in the – Buffalo Bills defense that has to go up against Tom Brady twice has to go up against Ryan Tannehill and I'm lumping Ryan Tannehill into that Tom Brady, but I'm, he's one of the teams. He's on one of the teams that is in the AFC East. So that's why I'm saying that um, he can play well. He could play He's a very versatile cornerback. That's, that's what I'm really trying to stress. Very good pick. Very good value pick, moving down and being able to pick up a, a quality uh, DB. Uh, there's a lot of quality DBs, obviously, in this draft. Uh, let's move on to the second-round pick that the uh, um, uh, uh, Buffalo Bills had. They had two second-round picks, one early, one late, uh, and they picked up one of my favorite receivers in this draft. I think he had the most receptions in this draft uh, in, in college football last year. Six two hundred, uh, two two hundred one pounds. Zay Jones, remember that name because I think it's going to be used early and often, especially if Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. Especially if he can't stay healthy, this is a kid that can. It's got hands and toughness. He can run. Um, And he can run away from people. He went from a third and, and, and or fourth round selection to a high end second round because he trusted the process. All he had to do was do his thing in combine and before that in the senior bowl. And they realized the type of tannic, excuse me, the type of talent they had with Zay Jones. He may also give you a uh, uh, some fantasy re- relevance too, but not too many wide receivers, rookie wide receivers, do that. But there's a possibility that he can do that in in the um, strong possibility, especially landing where he's at, especially in the situation of the wide receiver core in the Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> strong possibility. Let's move on to the uh, the other pick in the second round that the um, Bills collected from the Falcons in that trade that Falcons moved up to to the tenth pick. They picked up an offensive guard in Deion Dawkins in the third round, six four, three hundred fourteen pounds. That needs the right tackle position in Buffalo filled, and this guy who was converted from a defensive tackle. And um, looks that like he may have the best football uh, of, ahead of him on the offensive side of the ball, uh, especially against the 
uh, run and and also can be possibly used inside um, as a guard or play like I said or play right tackle but and but I'm saying there's the right tackle position open in Buffalo, and this guy may be the one to fulfill it second round pick fifth round um they went they went defense again i mean they deep went defense and uh six foot two hundred twenty three pound boston college uh player in matt milano got he's got speed and and high motor um and the uh age and the health issues that the linebacking core presently in the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, this kid can um, pick a spot for himself uh, if he come through in, in, in uh, off-season and, and uh, um, training camp. Uh, don't be surprised if he steps on the field as a day one starter. Or as the season goes by in a few games, he becomes a starter. The other pick that they have, which is only eight picks after that, the uh, the, the uh, other fifth round pick, come very interesting. This guy, I'm surprised he, he he lasted this long. I thought he would go in the third or fourth round. Uh, he went in the fifth round. Nate P, Nathan Peterman, six two quarterback out of out of Pittsburgh, big guy, two hundred twenty six pounds. Now this guy needs help. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say it like that. He needs to be developed. Let me put it that way. Comes out of a pro offense, um, or and and pro and pro concepts. Has the arm and confidence to attack, um, short, middle, mid range and deep, uh, and played in off in inclement weather. So you've got the makings of a. Very good backup, and possibly, if things don't fall well, and Tyra Taylor is hurt, that if he develops quick enough and is able to pick up the um, defense offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills is preaching, take over for for Tyra Taylor and be the starting quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be. He's picked in the fifth round, so obviously they don't think so. Otherwise, they'd have drafted him earlier. Um, or a quarterback earlier, but this is a good pick. This is a good value pick that the Buffalo Bills picked up. And then, last but not least, Tanner, Tanner Vallejo. Hope I'm pronouncing his his uh, his name right. I hate not pronouncing not pronouncing names right. Linebacker, six one, two hundred twenty eight pounds from Boise State. Possibly, this is a strong special teamer with ability to cover to earn uh, cover to earn a job in sub package groups. He needs to stay healthy to make his mark in a, um, in those areas in sub packages and special teams. Um, more than likely, that's where he's going to make his mark in the league. More than likely, he's not going to be the type of linebacker, and it's just a projection. 
that's going to um, see starting reps on the field. So that's where he makes his bread and butter, especially on special teams. I give the Bills an A minus. From all the quality that they uh, could pick from, did a very good job in my opinion. Let's go on to the next um, team would be the Carolina Panthers. Going to have to step it up here if we're going to do two hours. Um, and um, um, look at what the uh, Carolina Panthers were able to put together on their team. Carolina Panthers uh, had a first round pick, two two second round picks, one third round, one fifth round, one sixth round, and one seventh round. So they picked up two two uh, second round picks with with a trade from the with the Patriots. Um, and with their pick, their projected pick was Christian McCaffrey, and it panned out that way, that way that that no one jumped above him to grab with the eighth pick in the first round, Christian McCaffrey, the running back 5'11 from Stanford. Very patient runner. He's a four-down player. Um, about as athletic as uh, LaShawn McCoy. Can catch the football with ease out of the backfield. Can be spread out as a slot receiver, has hands, soft hands, and reliable hands, and can run in and out, in and outside of the tackles. 5'11", 202 pounds. A lot of people say that he's not an every down back, that he'll struggle at the next level, especially running in between the tackles. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Four four eight speed. This kid's got it. The whole package. The kid's got the whole package. I don't know because it, the, he because he's white and he's a running back. If that's that's the case, that people that message you're sending a subliminal message you're sending that this, this kid can't do it. But I, I believe he can. Otherwise, he's done, he did it in in um, um, college up until this point. And no college is different than, than the pros, but um, he wouldn't have got picked number eight if they didn't think he could do something um, in the pros. So that's what that's all I'm saying. Second round, uh, uh, the first pick, two uh, in the second round, um, they picked Curtis Samuel, who can be can be was used as a running back and a wide receiver. More than likely, he's a wide receiver. Ton of speed. I think he's going to be wide out with them, and he can be moved around. They need a dynamic offensive player, and they just added. Um, this is the second of two: Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. He can be moved all over the field because he's played uh, wide receiver and he's also played running back. Got two playmakers, uh, and Mike Shula should have no problem uh, putting these guys to work and making that offense more dynamic and less dependent on Cam. Um, And and just can't let Cam do his thing as a quarterback, not as a running quarterback, uh, who who got pounded 
How many times did you see that Cam Newton was getting pounded? He was complaining that he wasn't getting the same treatment as other quarterbacks. Got to understand that. Let's go to the next pick. Offensive guard, speaking of Cam Newton, protecting Cam Newton. Offensive guard, 6'5", 319 pounds, Taylor Moten. Either right tackle or guard. He needs to be something that Cam Newton can rely on. Another uh, uh, um, offensive lineman that protects him and keep him from harm's, harm's way. So we're looking for Taylor Moulton to, to, to do that, and uh, uh, the jury's out. Let's go to round three. Deshaun Hall, defensive end, 6'5", 266 from Texas A&M. He's got the size to be a 4'3". Very solid guy that can um, be a formidable opponent to a right tackle. That means he lines up on the left side and, and, and rushes from the right side of the, of, of the offense. Solid pick for the uh, what the Arizona, uh, um, excuse me, what the uh, Carolina Panthers are trying to do. They need help rushing the passer, stopping the run. They need help, and this guy can do, can provide him that. Let's move on to the fifth fifth round, fifth round, and um, and uh, uh, they need help in the backside. They were getting picked on quite a bit in the backside, and they picked up a a, 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 a cornerback. Corn Elder from Miami. This is a guy that adds to the nickel package. He's athletic and he's a tough, um, tough, tough cornerback. Uh, uh, Just what the um, Panthers need and, and, and like in their defense. Sixth round, Alex Amar, a fullback, 6'2", 253 pounds. Um, I guess they, they, they're not too happy with their fullback they have now. So he's going to be in contention for the Carolina fullback job. Um, he can't catch the ball out of the, out of the backfield, uh, but blocking for Jonathan Stewart, an older Jonathan Stewart or a younger um, Christian McCaffrey is, is a fullback job, especially, and, and also protecting Cam Newton and pass coverage. I mean, pass blocking. They have a full, one of the few teams that have a fullback on their team. And last but not least, pick 233 in, in the NFL draft in the seventh round, Harrison Butker. They didn't weren't too happy with their place kicker in Graham Gano. And he's also answering a, answer, uh, entering in a contract year. So the writing's on the wall that that the, the, the Panthers decided to select a kicker and this is the first time they've ever done that. So 
in my opinion, I'm going to give the Carolina Panthers a B plus in fulfilling their needs and and picking up some dynamic players that they needed. And here we go to the one team, the one team, like, I don't know what they were thinking, um, but this is what happened when you get an over-aggressive, I guess, over-aggressive young um, GM, and in my opinion, a not-too-bright head coach, in my opinion. I know he's a head coach, but that doesn't make him smart. They wound up with four picks, excuse me, five picks, one in the first round, one in the second, two in the fourth, and one in the fifth. They gave up more than they should have given up to move from where they were picking in the draft, which was the third pick in the first round, to the second pick to pick up Mitchell Trubisky, where, in my opinion, they could have had if they had stayed where they had and kept those picks for future use if they wanted to use them in in this draft. But they didn't. They fell for the okey-doke from the 49ers, John List and company, and moved up to pick two to pick Mitchell Trubisky, who's at 13 starts, where they signed Mike Glennon to be their starting quarterback. No one saw this coming. No one thought thought this coming. Who would have thought that the uh, Chicago Bears, who were supposedly excited about Mike Glennon, and then move up and give up the draft capital for Mitchell Trubisky? Huge risk, something that you wouldn't have to risk in the first round you being the third pick. But they did. Not a Mitchell Trubisky fan. Um, He flashed um, some decent throws in college, but he's only had 13 college starts. I know he supposedly played in 30 games or something like that, but he's only had 13 starts. Not a good resume, historically, to be successful as a quarterback in the NFL. No way. Then they go back and they pick up. Now, this is a decent pick. I like this, like this kid from Ashland, 6'6", 278 pounds, who runs, I would say runs like the wind before a tight end. He runs like the wind with that size, 6'6", 278. Very athletic. Very good, at one point, a very good basketball player. So he's very athletic. Um, They pick him up in the second round. Young quarterback was Mike Glennon or Mitchell Trubisky that starts and plays for the Chicago Bears from all intents and purposes. Um, Mike Glennon is going to be the starting quarterback. Best friend, I always said this, for a young quarterback – or a core quarterback nowadays, it's a tight end. 
And this tight end is athletic enough. I think he's going to be on the field early and often. And big enough, 6'6", 278. DBs and and, and safeties are going to be bouncing off this kid. Just just think about the red zone target for this kid. 6'6", 278. Wow. Move on to the fourth round because they didn't have any third round picks. Eddie Jackson, the safety, they need help. They need to help Bailey. That's one of their needs. Eddie Jackson is one of the most versatile defensive backs in this draft. Even though he's coming off season engine injury, he's a rare defender that puts points on the board when the ball's in his hands. He's had five touchdowns, interceptions, and punt returns since 2015. So he's a playmaker uh, when he's healthy and on the field. Then they go the other pick in the fourth round, seven picks after that. They pick up a, a running back, 5'6", 179 pounds, Tarek Cohen. Change of pace back. Guy like this, 5'6", 179 pounds, if they also probably a punt returner, um, kickoff returner, something like that. Um, got big playability. Quite naturally, when you when you five six, uh, 179 pounds, you better be you better be able to have some speed um, to make up for your lack of size. Got to have some speed for your lack of size. Four four two in the forty at the combine, so he's got that. He's got those quicks to uh, be able to be effective for the Chicago Bears when needed. And. Um, Last but not least, fifth-round pick, Jordan um, Morgan, um, a guard. Surprised they waited this long to um, pick an offensive lineman. Um, He's got the size. He's got the attitude to um, compete uh, in the NFL. But uh, he comes out of Kutztown, Pennsylvania. So the level of competition that he faced and the level of competition that he's going to face is is uh, going to make a big difference. I mean, it's going to be a big difference. So we have to see how well he's going to adjust to that. Let's move on to the um, Cincinnati Bengals. I'm thinking the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not. I don't want to know what to think of the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't know what to think of the Cincinnati Bengals. They picked one of the uh, most con- controversial guys in the draft. Um, and we'll talk about that. Um, but the first pick, I don't know if I would have went this early, but he wouldn't last it into the second round. Let me put it that way. Other teams would have would have uh, definitely picked him up, not in my opinion. Um, but with the first pick, excuse me, with the first in the first round, the ninth pick in the 2017 draft. The Cincinnati Bengals picked 5'11", 188-pound wide receiver from Washington, John Ross. He's got the record for 4-2-2 in the 40 at, uh, of the in the NFL combine. Quick and explosive. He's got shoulder and knee injuries. 
Um, but he's recovering, so um, I think he'll be ready, at least if not ready for off-field uh, um, OTAs or uh, rookie camp. He'll be ready by the um, training camp. Speed to speed to burn. Speed kills, especially the wide receiver position and, and running back. Um, explosive and quick. That's all I can tell you. Uh, I, this is one of my one of uh, one of the um, he's a highlight reel waiting to happen. Let me put it that way. <clears throat> so I think that the maybe they may have overreached, but it's a good pick. Uh, and um, it'll be a compliment to AJ Green and take some of the pressure off him because nobody wants to. Um, That it's no no uh, um, it'll be uh, who pick your poison on the outside versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you want to go with uh, covering AJ Green or you want to get burnt by uh, John Ross? Speed kills, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Here we go with the second round pick, one of the most controversial picks in NFL this year is John Joe Mixon. Running back, 6'1", 226 pounds. If he was not heavy on off-field issues, he would be up in the first round, no doubt. This can be possibly one of the best um, running backs coming out of this draft. But he had a history, um, uh, a horrible history that was caught on tape. And he goes to Marvin Lewis with Bonte Burfick with uh, um, Pac-Man Jones um, and, and others in the locker room. This can be an easily boom or bust. Uh, I know Marvin Lewis has a history of uh, opening his arms to guys like this, or being able to handle guys like this. We'll see. The jury's going to be out. He's got to walk a fine line. I won't say a fine line. He's got to walk a perfect line. There's no, there's, there's no wiggle room. He can't have any kind of off-field issues. Don't think you're bigger than a game because the game will, will put, will kick you out in a heartbeat. Let's move on to the third round. Um. Bengals had one of the most had <coughs> excuse me. The Bengals were one of the teams that had the most picks in this draft, and I think it took well good advantage of them. Uh, the third round pick was Jordan Ellis, excuse me, Jordan Willis, a offensive uh, excuse me, an outside linebacker, six four, two fifty five from Kansas State, uh, versatile um, linebacker. You can can play inside, outside. Um, can can play about anywhere <clears throat> in the linebackers. Um, very versatile and, and and can make make plays for you. Um, good pick, good value pick at number three. Um, but then they moved it to uh, uh, round four, and they pick another outside linebacker, six two hundred and excuse me, two hundred sixty one pounds, um, out of Auburn, Carl Lawson. Now, he's had a lot of injuries. 
when he's healthy, he can rush the edge like no other. And Cincinnati has had trouble getting to the quarterback, rushing the quarterback. And this is one of these guys that can do that. But he has to stay healthy. That's, he's had injury issues. And if he's healthy, this is an outside linebacker that can help you big time in rushing the passer. Cincinnati had three fourth-round picks. The next fourth-round pick is another wide receiver out of Tennessee. 208 pounds, 6'3", Josh Malone. Brings more speed to that receiving core. You got A.J. Green, you got John Ross, and then you have Josh Malone. Like I said, speed kills. And you got to take more pressure off of Andy Dalton throwing to A.J. Green. Got more options on the offense. Um, It's going to make life easier for all the wide receivers in this passing attack, especially for Andy Dalton. The third, fourth round pick that they decided to take was a defensive tackle. They need somebody who can stop the run. You got Le'Veon Bell. You got Isaiah Crowell, the um, the stable of running backs that the Baltimore Ravens have. Um, among other teams that they're going to play, you got to be able to stop and run. A lot of teams are starting to go to uh, running the football again, uh, and then you you got to be able to stop the run and make offense is one-dimensional. Cincinnati Bengals ranked 23rd in rush yards attempt last season. So they need some depth on the defensive line, and Ryan Glasgow can provide him that. Looking for a kicker. The Bengals were one of the worst, if not the worst, in converting extra points and field goals last season. So this kid, Jake Elliott, from Memphis could supply the needed stability to their kicking game that uh, um, Cincinnati needs. Let's move on to uh, um, the last, not the last pick, because they have a plethora of picks here. Um, And the fifth pick, uh, they picked up a center from Utah, J.J. Dealman. They've had inconsistent center play um, for a few years now. And this kid may not be ready, but he should complete, excuse me, he should be able to compete for starting reps early. And if they need it, they need a um, depth or um, on the offensive line, he can provide him that. Move on to the six six round, two six round picks. First one is Jordan Evans, out of uh, uh, Oklahoma, six two, two hundred thirty three pound linebacker. Um, has some speed for a line, linebacker core that needs it. Uh, more likely, he's a uh, backup, and, and uh, should be a uh, a good special teams player with some upside. The other six-round pick, Brandon Wilson, a running back. Uh, they added another running back, 5'11", 210 pounds from the University of Houston. He's, uh, he's raw. Um, he has played cornerback and safety 
with along with running back. Um, possibility that he could be a return man or a coverage unit specialist. So he's, he's a jack, jack of all trades, but he's got to be a master of a few of them in order to stick on this uh, roster. Uh, he's a sixth-round pick, so he needs to take advantage of each and every opportunity. And last but not least, uh, in, in the last round, is a tight end from Buffalo, 6'5", 258 pounds, and Mason Shrek. Uh, it's, po- it's probably his best opportunity is to uh, be a a, a, a good special teamer if he's want to make this uh, uh, team because they have Tyler Eifert. <clears throat> and um, not to say that he can't excel and, and be a backup to Tyler Eifert, but You, all you need is an opportunity. So overall, with the Bills, I'm giving the Bills, uh, I mean, excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals, a um, A minus. They got John Ross, Joe Mixon, and Josh Malone. Players that should help open the offense up. So we'll see what happens in that, but they definitely need to um, open it up and create more mismatches and and, and headaches for the defense that they go up against. All right, let's go to the Cleveland Browns, one of the teams that had those 11 picks and in need of a quarterback uh, and was thought to pitulating on whether they were going to take a quarterback with the first pick or a defensive end such as Miles Garrett. Well, all all, um, level-headed thoughts prevailed uh, according to the experts. And it's good for the fans that they they, they made the right pick. He's got top-of-the-line burst He's got all pro ability. If he stays healthy and he's got he's dedicated to being the best, he will be the best. Warren Sapp didn't think he wanted uh, to be a first pick. Didn't think his, he had the the uh, the get up to be a number one pick and, and the. Wanting to be the number one pick, I, I wouldn't say wanting to be, um, but be, but uh, playing like a number one pick on a consistent basis, that he took plays off. But this was the, the no-brainer pick, in my opinion. But then they come back, and they make a play, make a, a trade with my Houston Texans, because they had two picks. They had the first pick and they had the twelfth pick, and. Um, Cleveland Browns decided to trade away their 12th pick to the uh, Cleveland to, to the Houston Texans along with other picks. It means Cleveland moved down to, to the 25th pick in Houston's spot 
along with the second pick of next year of the Houston Texans to pick up Jabril Preppers. Jabril Peppers, I'm sorry. Safety out of Michigan, another Michigan player. Jack of all trades. Very explosive energy on the field and in the locker room. Um, The only question is his ball skills. And he's very versatile. Played on the offensive side of the ball, played safety, played linebacker. Um, More than likely he'll play safety. Um, 5'11", 213 pounds. I would think he would be playing safety in the NFL. Um, Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, has got to have a plan. Defensive back coach um, for the Cleveland Browns has to have a plan on what they want to do with this kid. But he's a talent late in the first round, which I think is a steal. But then then Cleveland Browns decided to do – another trade with the Green Bay Packers and pick it and and be able to get stay in the first round and have the 29th pick and pick up David Njoku. One of the best tight ends coming out of his draft projected coming out of his draft. He's only 20 years old. He's only going to get stronger. He's only going to get better. I mean, better. He's not just a pass-catching catching tight end. Very athletic. He, he can block right now, but needs refinement. Like I said, he's 20 years old, so he's only going to get old, quite naturally older, but he's going to get stronger. And most people don't even know how good he can be. But he's got all the talent in the world, and he's going to the Cleveland Browns. And because they are so confident of that, the Cleveland Browns, the following day after they drafted David Njoku, released Gary Barnage, the tight end that was a fantasy-relevant tight end for the last two seasons, released him. So that's telling you they have a lot of confidence in this kid and that this kid's going to be a playmaker, and I do believe so. Let's go on to the second round. Cleveland is checking all the boxes here, checking all the boxes that they needed. Twentieth pick in the draft. They pick up a quarterback, Deshaun Carter, quarterback, six four, two thirty three at Notre Dame. Mike Mayock. This is what Mike Mayock said. Uh, in 23 starts, what I saw this year was that when the game got into the fourth quarter and the pressure got on, I thought he played his worst football because I think he was trying to do much, to do too much. What I like to see happen is no pressure. They're going to expect him to come in and compete. But I love to see him have a chance to be in a really good quarterback room, time, and learn how to play this game. Well, they got Brock Osweiler, Cody Kessler, and now Deshaun Kaiser. Now, I can't guarantee that's a good uh, quarterback room because I'm not in that quarterback room. But I can guarantee is that they have a very good offensive 
slash uh, offensive coordinator slash head coach in Hugh Jackson that knows how to groom quarterbacks to get the best out of their quarterbacks and their talents. Great move to for the uh, since excuse me for the Cleveland Browns to grab Deshaun Kaiser, big strong quarterback with a lot of potential and untapped talent um, that needs to be re- refined. And who better to be more uh, patient with that than uh, um, Hugh Jackson? Let's move on to the third round uh, with the um, Cleveland Browns, where and they picked up uh, Larry Ogunjobi. A defensive tackle, they need help on the offensive, excuse me, defensive line. He's 6'3", 305 pounds. He's a quick one-gap-and-go guy. He affects the pass game. Um, thing about it, he can be inconsistent and play up and down to the competition he's up against. He is a three-technique type of starter. But the thing about it, he's got to be more consistent and be better and be able to use his hands a lot better. Let's move on to the fourth round. Howard Wilson, the cornerback from the uh, Houston. Um, they needed a, a quarterback to go along with uh, Joe Hayden. Um, uh, a team like the Houston, excuse me, Hume team like the Cleveland Browns allowed uh, 101 dot 101.8 opposing passer rating, which was the worst in the NFL. Um, so they need they need talent at that position, and, and Wilson can compete and get uh, should be able to get some really good reps at, at, as a rookie. Um, round five, they picked up a, a offensive tackle in Roderick Johnson, a six seven big boy, two ninety eight out of Florida State. Um, and, and possibly got a starter out of it. But, and, but he's got one of uh, um, the best offensive tackles and possibly a Hall of Famer to learn from, and Joe Thomas and uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson may have found a real gem uh, in the fifth round to be in, in Roderick Johnson. Um, this next pick is one of those controversial picks that I was talking about earlier when I introduced uh, when I was beginning the show. Uh, one of the one of the most controversial picks, defensive tackle, six three, three hundred seven pounds that they picked in the sixth round. He wouldn't have gone in the sixth round if not for <clears throat> the controversy uh, swirling around him leading into this draft. Talking about Caleb Brantley. Um. He's a risk, but the Browns felt strongly enough to pay off if he can stay away from trouble. There's huge upside if this kid has been found um, not culpable in, in, in this off-field incident. He's accused of knocking a tooth and knocking out a woman. Um, if it's um, said to be false, they picked up a gem and a cheap gem in the sixth round. If it's true, they 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 said they would easily cut them. Um, so it's a win-win on both sides. 
meaning they can win if he if it's not true and have a first round second round talent in the sixth round or if it's a lo- win if it's a loss all they have to do is just hit the release button and he's gone you can't go wrong especially picking when you pick in the sixth round um and, and and it's not that significant a loss they had two seventh round picks uh, pick number seven I mean, pick number uh, 224, they picked up a kicker. Um, he's the most, one of the most reliable kickers in NCAA history. Uh, he should be available addition to a team that struggles to convert field goals on a consistent basis. Another team that um, needed um, field goal and extra point help. Uh, if you were a watcher of the NFL consistently you saw that happen over and over again teams missing extra points and field goals and can cost can costing them games and last but not least <clears throat> the Browns aren't exactly set at running back um, and, and the running back that they picked has ability in the pass the game and, and, and that just put him on the, on the uh, 53 man roster <clears throat> in the passing game he's 5'9", 205 pounds, 205 Five pounds from NC State running back Matt Matt Days. I'd have to give the Cleveland Browns an A minus in this, um, uh, and it may go up depending on what happens to that um, pick in um, the sixth round with Khalid Brantley. If it, it if it if it um, pans out that he didn't and, and he's able to play without any um, charges being levied then that that uh, um, um, grade goes up to an A uh, maybe an A plus because you got top level talent if it, if it um, pans out that it, it, uh, it is a um, poss- it is something that's going to pan out that he did do what, what he's accused of doing then it's going to be downgraded to at least a B, maybe even further. <clears throat> but it is right now an A minus. All right, let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. We got 27 minutes left, and we only we got got a lot of teams to go through. I may just wind up just giving grades to teams and and, and um, go from there. Dallas Cowboys, their number one pick was Taco Charlton. They had a 28th pick, 6'6", 277 pounds, another player from Michigan. They delved into Michigan more than once uh, for the Cowboys. And um, this kid's got power, athletic ability. Um, Some say he he reminds them of um, Carlos Dunlop, um, defensive end that's got a motor that doesn't stop. I like this pick at 28 at Taco Charlton. The second round pick is really, I really like this pick. Uh, I, I, I fell in love with this pick. Uh, I fell in love with this kid. And, and I couldn't believe they picked him. Well, I, I can because I had said that the talent was so deep in this uh, draft that players would get pushed down. And this is one of these players that could easily go on into the first round. I'm talking about Chidobi Awuzie, who was introduced by um, – um, Drew Pearson emphatically uh, defying the Philadelphia fans, but six foot, 202 pounds out of Colorado. 
highest, uh, one of the highest rated corners on, on, on the draft board. He can play inside, outside. He, you, he, he can be a nickel blitzer. He can also play safety because he's, he's, he's not afraid to tackle and put his face in there uh, uh, against the run. I really like this pick uh, I, uh, um, of a woozy in, in the second round to the Dallas Cowboys. I think they got a real winner. This guy has to stay healthy, but I think he's a real winner, big-time winner for the um, Dallas Cowboys. Let's move on to the third round. Um, they picked up a, a, a corner, another cornerback in um, Jordan Lewis. Um, he ran a four-five in, in the um, at the combine. Um, ultra competitive, um, very high motor for this kid. Um, and and uh, um, In three years as a starter, he was credited with 42 pass defense, including six interceptions, allowed just two touchdowns during the same time frame. Um, very good in, um, off-ball skills and athletic. Um, doesn't have a very good frame. Is limited in coverage options due to matchup concerns against elite NFL size. Has to work on um, getting away from um, wideouts in run support. Has a ten, ten, tendency to grab that, and, and that's not a good tendency. That's not a good habit to have. Meaning he's not too confident, or doesn't have quick feet and uh, and quick hips to uh, cover. Uh, probably best used in zone. Um, and um, and the fact is, he's one of these guys that's uh, awaiting a jury trial on a domestic abuse allegation. So he's one of these guys that has some controversy uh, looming. Uh, and possibility that um, it, it uh, uh, may turn out uh, on the negative side um, for the Cowboys. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. And um, let's move on to the fourth fourth round pick. Um, I have a nephew that's really in love with this kid. Um, high energy, um, out of North Carolina. One of these short wide receivers, five eight, hundred eighty-one pounds. Uh, Ryan Switzer, a uh, Cole, a uh, Cole Beasley type of um, um, a uh, wide receiver. Um, more than likely, he, he's also a punt returner. One of these guys that's five eight, five nine, somewhere around there. Uh, um, Probably uh, be a punt returner right away. Um, um, can play the slot. Um, not a very quick wide receiver. Let me put it that way. Um, in the combine, he ran for only uh, well, he ran four or five. Okay, but the smaller you get, the, the faster you have to be. That's my philosophy. So if, if you're you run four or five, that's a good speed. But five eight. You got to have a little bit more speed than that. Um, I would prefer you to be below four or five. That's what I prefer out, out of a small wide receiver is to um, be in a four four range somewhere there, not four or five. I know it's a four five one, but I prefer you be a little bit quicker than that. 
Anyway, let's move on to the Cowboys didn't have a fifth round pick. They had two sixth round picks. The first one they used was Xavier Rhodes, a, south, a safety out of Louisiana Tech. Um, he's a versatile safety can, in, in the backfield. Um, he's, a, he's a big time hitter and, and can cover also. Um, supposedly, Rod Marinelli has fell in love with this kid. Um, and uh, different than what they uh, have in the next pick in the sixth round, and Marquez White, a Florida State cornerback. Um, he needs to get developed, um, but the size the size of um, Marquez White is a ideal fit in Rod Marinelli's defense. Rod Marinelli's defense. Uh, they have two, three, seven rounds picks. Cowboys had. Uh, they picked uh, Joe, Joey Ivy, a defensive tackle, um, for uh, line help. And uh, then we have a, a Noah Brown, a wide receiver, uh, who's got uh, size and speed, um, similar to um, Bryce Butler. Um, and then last but not least, Jordan Carell, who – being being a seventh round pick is projected is is looked to be a project um but he was on one of the nation's best defenses um and uh, um got a strong possibility to develop to be a, a a very good uh defensive lineman in the future all right with that being said, let's give the Cowboys what grade do I want to give the Cowboys? How about giving the Cowboys a B plus? A B plus. How about that? Let's move on to the Denver Broncos and John Elway, um, who uh, um, was picking twentieth um, in the draft. And uh, picked up an offensive lineman. They need offensive line help. That's one of the things they needed. They needed uh, some wide receiver, and also needed uh, some help in the. Um, uh, I thought they needed help in the running back position, um, and they addressed um, several several positions that they were all over the board in positions. The first one they picked up was Garrett Bowles, an offensive tackle. And I said earlier that this draft was weak. In offensive lineman, um, Garrett Bowles is projected to be one of the um, higher of the offensive linemen to be picked, and quite naturally he was. This is, in fact, the first one to be picked. Um, nasty guy. Um, um, that can play a left tackle. Um Probably takes too many penalties. Probably plays at, at some bad angles, um, uh, but has all the makings of a very good uh, offensive tackle and worth a first-round pick compared to the other offensive linemen that are out there. Second round, they had uh, decided to go on the defensive side of the ball. Demarcus Ware is not there anymore. Um, they said they had had to address the front seven, um, and, and the way they're, that the the um, 
Denver Broncos are made up right now. They're going to win uh, with defense, and they need to um, try to replace uh, or improve that defensive line. And this Demarcus Walker, 6'4", 280 pounds from Florida State, is uh, uh, one of those pieces. Um, they pick up a, a, in the third round, one of the two picks they had in the third round, they pick up a wide receiver in Carl, Carlos Henderson. Um, he, he, he ran 4'4", four, 6'6", four, in the combine. Um, B, to get away from top cornerbacks. Um, de- has a decent job of shielding throws from traffic when working inside the numbers. Definitely catches with his hands and can dip to just adjust to, adjust to low throws. Extremely competitive runner after the catch. He plays bigger than his size, which is 5'11". Um, but can he play at the pro level um, consistently? Let me put it that way. Can he play at the pro level consistently? Um 5'11", 199 pounds from Louisiana Tech. Second of the three, uh, second of uh, the third round picks, Brendan Langley out of Lamar. Um, ran 4'4", 3 at the combine. Um, pretty raw, um, but he can be coached. Um, he's very coachable, let me put it that um, he he's got a strong strong against press. Was a former wide receiver with excellent ball skills, and, and uh, but he needs to improve his technique and press coverage. It's all over the place. Um, he's got a narrow base because he's got his balance is poor in transition against an inside release. So he's a third-round pick with quite naturally some needs some improvement, but if your third-round pick that is, is, uh, his ceiling is high and its floor is low. Let me put it that way. This, this fifth-round pick, this guy made money already because he, he recovered from ACL surgery and the insurance he had if he dropped below a certain round or dropped below and it cost him money, the insurance would pay him over $500,000. Well, he got drafted in the fifth round. Jake Butt, tight end from Michigan, 6'5", 246 pounds. He's expected to be ready to play early in October at the latest. Is a reliable NFL starting tight end who will improve the team's passing and running game because he can he can he's versatile running excuse me versatile tight end that can block and catch um, catch the ball. Another fifth-round pick that they had was a wide receiver that they picked up. Um, uh, this guy is a wide receiver, 5'7", 173 pounds. So what I say about that earlier, about these small um, guys, they need to run under 4'5". Four, under four, he ran a 4'4", four, 2 at the combine, so he's got that speed. So if he's going to be a kick returner and a wide receiver, um, mainly a kick returner. He needs to be able to to break that four four five range, which he has. He checked that box. Um, the longest punt return last season for the Denver Broncos was twenty five yards. Mackenzie brings that that flavor 
to the Broncos' return game with upside as a uh, slot receiver, you know, rotational slot receiver. 5'7", 173 pounds, you better bring some speed with you. And that's one of the themes that you have going into the sixth round when you pick up a running back that's 5'7", 208 out of Coastal Carolina in D'Angelo Henderson. He ran a 4.48, sub 4.5. So that means he's got some giddy up and go. See the hole, hit it, and you're gone. That's what I'm thinking that is what with D'Angelo Henderson. They average, the Broncos averaged just 3.6 yards of rush last season, 28th in the NFL. So adding a running back like this makes sense. But they're not the, the Broncos' backfield um, has talent, but not reliable and available. Health issues I'm talking about. Henderson should be a productive NFL back when given the opportunities. That's a name to think about. And then Broncos had the I wouldn't say coveted, but the when you're talking about these late round picks the most popular late round pick is the last pick in the draft. Number pick 253, round seven, Mr. Irrelevant. And I think this is a steal here, in my opinion. John Elway, Jim Kelly were drafted in the same draft, 83. Both of them Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Both of them, I would, I would say, both of them are very good friends, but they have a lot in common. And with the last pick of the draft, why not? Chad Kelly had wrist surgery um, and other off-field issues besides that. More unlikely because of his wrist surgery that he won't be able to play this year in the NFL. He's a quarterback, 6'2", 224 pounds out of Mississippi. Has as much arm talent as any quarterback in this class. It may actually remind some Bronco fans of Jay Cutler when they watch him in, uh, in training camp or in camp. Don't be surprised if he makes the final cut as Denver's number three quarterback. He's going to need three or four months, if I'm not mistaken, because of his surgery before he'll be able to throw. And they picked him up, the last pick in the seventh round. Besides getting a parade and all the good things that come up with being Mr. Irrelevant, um, they may possibly pick up a gem in the seventh round with the last pick. I'd have to give the Denver Broncos an A. Absolutely an A for what they picked up and um, the possibilities of Mr. Irrelevant being a viable um, teammate to the uh, piece in the Denver Broncos. Let's move on to, D- to the Detroit Lions. And um, they may not get to all of them. I wish I was, but I'm, 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 I, I can do it one of two ways, and I think I'll do it this way. Uh, uh, after I get to Houston, because the Houston is going to be after the Packers, so I think I'll do it that way. 
Anyway, Detroit Lions um, had the 21st pick. Uh, in fact, Detroit Lions uh, um, had a 21st pick, and uh, picked Jared Davis, extremely good linebacker out of Florida, two six one, two hundred thirty eight pounds. Um, even though he missed a lot of time with an ankle. He's got the physical traits. He's a, really a tough kid, and he's a today's NFL inside linebacker. He can run. He can if he, he can stay in the game on third down, which which is very critical. That means he can cover when it needs to be. Um, very good pick where the uh, um, uh, um, the Lions pick and it comes from a need. They need help in the linebacker um, core of that team, and, and this is a very good pick especially going up against um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, who else is in there? Uh, you got uh, Sam Bradford and, and uh, who else is in that Chicago? And, and Mike Glennon. Um, I know Mike Glennon is not big, but the big thing is going up against that rushing um, and Jordan Howard going up against the um, – um, rushing attack of the Green Bay Packers who are, who are set to improve that and, and, and also going up against uh, um, the Minnesota rushing attack who's been revived with Joe Mixon. So, um, I mean, uh, so, excuse me, with uh, um, uh, uh, Cook. So, you need that. Second pick, they picked another uh, um, defensive Defensive player and tease Tabor, cornerback, protect against the passing game. Good football player. You need, you can't have too many DBs. All right, he's going to come in and compete, um, and, and hopefully uh, make a name for himself and a position for himself in that uh, Detroit backfield. I mean, defensive backfield. They pick up a, a, a wide receiver you can't stay with. Kenny Galladay, a wide receiver, 6'4", 218 pounds from Northern Illinois. We ran about 4'5". Um, decent pick. Um, just a, I wouldn't say a filler, but you need somebody. You need a, a, a wide receiver help. And, and Kenny Galladay, Galladay is, going, is, is just that. Fourth round, they pick up Jalen Reed Mabin, another linebacker. Um, six foot two and thirty out of uh, uh, Tennessee. Like I said, the line, the linebacking position for the Detroit Lions was probably their biggest need. They added Jared Davis in the first round. Now they added another speedy playmaker in um, Maven Reeves Maven, um, and he's much better than where he got drafted. But uh, they need help at the linebacker position, and this is a very good speedy guy and playmaker um, that they picked up uh, from Tennessee. Around four, they go to a tight end. Um, now you got Lions offensive, co- co- offensive coordinator, Jim Bomkudu, who can get back to featuring his favorite two tight end sets with Roberts on the, on the, on the roster. Roberts is a red zone monster. Scored a touchdown every 3.1 receptions in career. Could emerge as a Stafford favorite in that area. Eric Ebron, 
Michael Roberts. Remember that name. Um, fifth round, they get Jamal Agnew, another guy on the backside of the defense to dealing with passing. Uh, got Aaron Rodgers to contend with. Um, the, de- the Lions defense, who finished last in passer rating allowed 106.5 last season, needed depth to their defensive backfield, and Jamal Agnew provides in that. Um, Jeremiah Ledbetter is a defensive end slash defensive tackle, um, and it, which addresses the depth in that position, which the Lions need. Um, they need definitely need help on the defensive line. They need help in all um, all levels of their defense, front line, linebacking, and, and the backside of that defense. In the sixth round, they decided to go and, and draft a quarterback in Brad Kaya. Matt Stafford's current backup is Jake Ruddick, who was a, drive, who was a surprise draft pick last season. And quite frankly, it's unreliable at best at this point. Kyer is a safer backup option. Um, he is familiar with pro concepts and can keep the offense on schedule ever goes down. I like this. I really like this pick, and it's in the sixth round. Really a good value pick for the Detroit Lions in picking up Brad Kyer, who, like I said, is familiar with the a, a pro um, concepts. And then last but not least, um, in the seventh round, they pick up a defensive end out of Eastern Michigan, Pat O'Connor. This guy is a big-time worker and going to definitely compete for a roster spot uh, in training camp. Hopefully he can make a name for himself and stick on that 53-man roster. I give the Detroit Lions fulfilling the needs and getting value for their picks a B. Let's move on to the Green Bay Packers and Ted Thompson and Green Bay Packers fans wanted help on that defensive side of the ball. Plus, they also needed a running back, getting a running back out of this draft, some type of running back or running backs. Um, I think they addressed their needs in all different shapes and sizes. Let's start going off with the, the, their, their first pick, which was in the second round. They, they, they gave their, last, their, their first round pick to the um, Cleveland Browns and picked up Kevin King, who decided to stay in the green room in Philly. Um, until he got picked, and it didn't take him long. First pick in the second round was Kevin King, cornerback, 6'3", 200, long, lanky cornerback out of Washington. He's, he didn't show really good at his combine speed and his football speed um, are, are, are two different things. Single high teams, the teams that play a lot of high free safety are going to love him. His ability to press and his ability to find the football are even better. His best football, according to Mike Mayock, is ahead of him. Great pick, and they got him in the second round. Uh, like I said, some of these teams and players, pick players, um, well, t- some of these players, I should say, were the type of players that got 
Uh, some of these players got got picked in the second round or third round or, or below who would have ordinarily in another draft would have got picked higher. But because of circumstances, Kevin King got picked in the second round, even though he was the first pick in the second round. Now, I'm going to go up uh, regular time. I'm going to go into overtime. I'm going to do a few more of these drafts, and then I'm going to just go and give draft grades, um, uh, overall draft grades, so I can get all the 32 teams in there. Even though 32 teams um, didn't have the same amount of draft picks, I'm going to give a draft evaluation for all, all of them. So the Green Bay Packers, very good pick in the second round, and they also had another pick with Josh Jones, backside of defense. They needed to concentrate on the defense here, uh, and that's what they did. So, so tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be talking some more sports, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll join me. I am the uh, master, and we're signing off on the regular time. Now we're into overtime. All right, now we're into overtime, and let's talk about this. Josh Jones, a safety out of NC State. Another big 220-6-1. It's somebody that can play some corner and can he also play some safety. He tested extremely well. He's another one that will hit you. He's a real physical football player. Very good athlete. And the Packers love cross-training guys, corners, and safeties. And quite naturally, this is one of them. This is one of them that can, can, it can definitely cross-train. In the third round, now, remember I said that, that they needed to concentrate on their defense and also get a running back. This is the main things that they needed to do. And in the first four rounds, this is what the Packers are doing. They're concentrating on their defense before they decide to go um, on the offensive side of the ball. And in the third round, they, they pick up Matravius Adams, a defensive tackle, uh, 304 pounds out of Auburn, who is a um, – a uh, very good um, with good explosiveness uh, springs into gaps to stress guards and split double teams usually first into neutral zone neutral zone destructive when working the gaps um, problem is he strikes head first with eyes down losing sight of the play doesn't utilize hands well enough to keep himself clean and needs to improve punch and extension to add value of the two gap tackle and he sticks on blocks and labors to engage, disengage. Um, but it's not – he got picked in the third round, and, and, and the um, uh, Packers think his upside outweighs his uh, uh, downside. Uh, they go again in the fourth round. Another number one pick, another one from the Browns that they take as the number one pick in the fourth round. They take Vince Beagle, or Bagel, 6'3", 246 pounds out of Wisconsin. A fellow teammate of T.J. Watt. He has athletic ability and traits to, and a motor to emerge as a starter sooner rather than later. They definitely need help on the offensive, I mean defensive side of the ball, stopping the run, and being able to have linebackers that can cover. Um, DJ, I mean, excuse me, Vince Beagle um, is a is that one of these type of guys that can round into that. All right, let's move on to the fifth round, who they picked up a wide receiver 
um, who had a productive productive season in his senior year, um, who gave the NFL um, some eyes to look at, or he gave the NFL some eyes to look at, um, and he sees uh, enough potential as a downfield receiver to um, take him up at this, at this point in the um, draft. Um, more than likely because the uh, core of wide receivers that the Packers have, he's going to earn his keep on special teams uh, until uh, um, he gets the confidence and um, develops the skill to be a um, someone that can be inserted into the offense um, for Aaron Rodgers to throw to and for Aaron Rodgers to have confidence in him. Um, I missed the fourth round pick. I went to the fifth round pick, and I'll come back to him right now. They need a run, running back. This is obvious um, mid-round pick uh, at running back to anyone who's hearing um, what they need. Jamal Williams, the running back, six foot, two and twelve pounds out of BYU, is tough and has instincts between the tackles that the Packers need in their run game. Especially last season, they didn't have that. I love Jamal Williams in this in his position, uh, and he should be able to excel. Now let's go back to the other pick in the fifth round. They picked up another running back, five nine, two oh eight. Ted Thompson clearly had a plan to address the Packers' running back needs in the backfield of this draft. Jones, Aaron Jones, I'm talking about, from Texas, El Paso, has a knack for breaking off big runs, broke off a 40-plus run in eight games last year, and is is a reliable receiver out of the backfield. Um, That's within the last two rounds, they picked up two running backs. Round six, they pick up Kofi Amichia. We'll see what happens. They need help on the offensive line. Um, They took this guy in the sixth round. Um, This is an experiment to see if this guy is going to work out. Um, All you need is an opportunity. Mr. Amici, if you are uh, listening, take advantage. And in the seventh round, they had two picks. Um, and they picked up a running back in one of them. 5'11", 230 pounds, big boy, Utah State. Had Devontae Mace. When he's on the field, he's flashed big playability for a larger back. If nothing else, he'll push the Packers' other two rookie backs in camp for a roster spot. So you got three rookie running backs looking to get into that backfield with Ty Montgomery and Christian Michael, that's going to be a heated competition to see if, if who's going to stick. And then you have this last pick in Malachi Dupre. And Malachi Dupre is one of those controversial picks. Um, that
is not a good guy. I think he's accused of um, whipping his dog with a belt, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. So he's got um, um, questionable characters, and um, but he got picked in the seventh round. And he's really not a seventh round type of guy, more than like a fourth, fifth round type of guy. So the Packers are taking a, a shot on him. And, and, and um, as long as he stays clean, um, this could be a strong possibility that he makes his roster or somebody else's roster because he has the talent. It's just a character issue with him. One more I'm going to do, and that's going to be Texas. I know, but I'm a Texan fan. What can I tell you? First pick, 12th pick that moved up from the Browns, from the Browns, uh, and they picked the Deshaun Watson. Very good pick. I root for this kid. He's best when the lights are brightest. Um, if you watch both the Alabama tapes, I would say this kid can't can. You can't tell me this kid kid can't can't play. You can't tell me this kid can't play. Big, biggest stage twice against Alabama, he put monster numbers up against one of the best defenses in the league back-to-back years. One 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 one, one lost one. Can't I, you can't fault him on that. Second pick the Houston Texans made, make Zach Cunningham. Freaky guy. He got off the ball and protected. This two, two, two questions I, I had are a lot of missed tackles and no interception in 36 games. But this guy is freaky. He can cover. He can. He, he just has to work on his technique in tackling. But he can cover and he can play. Uh, it, he's a three-down linebacker. Three-down linebacker. So that means he'll stay on there in passing situations. This next pick, I absolutely love this pick. Big back with speed. Big back with speed. I'll emphasize that. When you get a kid like this, you root for him. This kid is a big back, six foot, 233 pounds, questionable uh, uh, weight issues could be in, in, in the future. Uh, but Deontay Foreman, a running back out of Texas, big back with speed. Run in between the tackles, can catch the football, can run outside of the tackles. He, he could be either a great compliment for um, Lamar Miller or take over the job from Lamar Miller. Great pick in the third round. Next pick, you had to address the offensive line, which which one of two players in this draft they they did. They needed an offense, somebody on the offensive line, uh, um, and this is one of them. Julian Julian Davenport, an offensive guy, needs development. Has a good um, base. To be a starting tackle in a year or two, but 6'7", 318 pounds, but needs work. Fourth round pick, that's fine. 
It's a fourth round pick. It's not a second. It's not a first. It's a fourth round pick. Another fourth round pick that the Houston Texans used is on the defensive side of the ball with Carlos Watkins, 6'3", 309 pounds out of Clemson. Just somebody to add into the rotation for pass defense. So need extra bodies to, to get to the quarterback when it's necessary. And this is one of these guys, Carlos Watkins, a defensive tackle out of Clemson. Fifth round pick, I'm not too eh, about uh, uh, Tristan DeCoud, a safety out of Oregon State. Got a physical presence to the Texans' backfield. He could get some looks at at, at the press corner in camp, but his future is likely in safety or special teams. You want to stay. You want to make a name for yourself. Want to be able to stay on this fifty-three man roster. They ask you to play special teams. Be 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 a guy on special teams that they can't get rid of. Number and round seven. They addressed it, like I said, they addressed it twice in this draft uh, on the offensive line. And this is Kyle Fuller, the center out of Baylor. Um, they took a flyer on this kid. He'll have a chance to compete for a roster spot in camp. Um, we'll wait and see if, if uh, Mr. Fuller, 6'5", 307, center out of um, Baylor, can stick on the roster. Overall, I give the Houston Texans a A because I really love their first three picks. I really love their first three, three picks. Um, and if uh, Julian Davenport uh, um, pans out, um, then I would have to give them an A+. Plus. And that's not being biased for uh, the Houston Texans. I just think they did a hell of a job in getting the right players in the right position in the draft. All right. For the next uh, team, uh, I'm giving the Indianapolis Colts an A. There's a lot of teams that did very well in the draft, and some teams that could have could have done better and looked better uh, in doing the draft. I give the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars a B. They picked up Leonard Fournette, and and, and that's that that right there is a um, hell of a job. Kansas City Chiefs moving up and down the board, pick up Patrick Mahomes uh, out of the 13th pick. Um, I'd have to give the uh, um, uh, and picked up um, they also picked up um, Kamir Hunt who I like, happen to like um, and could have an early impact in this draft. I have to give them a B. Um, Los Angeles Chargers, watch out for the Chargers. They picked up Mike Williams, uh, Ford's Lamp, um, um Rashawn Jenkins, Desmond uh, 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 Dan Feeney, uh, not Desmond Dan Feeney, Dan Feeney, um, watch out for the uh, Chargers. I give them an A. Uh, Rams ah, didn't didn't impress me. Did not impress me at all. Didn't get enough pass, pass catchers, uh, which they surely needed. Uh, even though they picked up a tight end in Gerald Everett and three wide rece- two wide receivers in Cooper Cup. And Josh Reynolds. Reynolds may be the best of the bunch, and he could very wind up being the number one wide receiver before long on what's now muddled wide receivers. Um, I have to give them a C. Miami Dolphins picked up um, Charles Harris um, and, and uh, um, Raquan McMillan. Um, 
Um, I'd have to give him a B. Um, Minnesota Vikings picked uh, um, Dalvin Cook uh, at first-round talent in a, in the second round, picked up a guard center in Pat Eflin. Um, I'd have to give them a, uh, a B plus. Uh, Patriots only had, what, four or five picks. They kept on dealing all their picks, even though they got a lot of, uh, of what they needed in the offseason. I'd have to give them a C plus. They're the Patriots. New Orleans Saints um, picked up um, Alfred Kamara, uh, which is a Darren Sproles type of, of player, um, picked up, and, and picked up um, Marcus Williams, uh, a guy that's just a notch below Malik, hooker as a safety. Um, I'd have to give them a B plus. Uh, New, uh, New York Giants. Uh, first round pick was Evan Ingram. I, I, I picked this. I thought they would pick up a, um, a tight end, which they need. And uh, they all, but the, what I didn't like was they picked up a, um, 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 a um, quarterback. I think they picked up a quarterback in the um, third round, which I didn't agree with. Um, and, I didn't think they needed to do to do that. Um, he's a live arm. Um, he can he can he's a pretty accurate quarterback. But I didn't think they needed to do that. I think they needed to go offensive line there, which they did, didn't address um, until the sixth round. Um, I thought they should go after their offensive lineman that third. So um, the Giants, I'd have to give um, a B minus. And maybe a C, somewhere around there. I I uh, not feeling that. Jets dysfunctional team C minus. They picked up Jamal Adams probably, um, uh, and Marcus May, uh, but not an overwhelming and, and impressive draft to me. Oakland Raiders B minus. Um, they uh, um, picked up uh, Garen Conley, who's dealing with a rape allegation. Um, um, Ob Melifanu, Melifanu, uh, Melifanu Wu, um, who it, it definitely has a hard, high ceiling. Um, let me go to the Philadelphia. Philadelphia, I think they, they a B plus. They picked up Derek Barnett, which is a very safe and, and steady option off the edge. Um, they picked up Sidney Jones, who's rehabbing, and more than likely he may not play this year. Possibility, but he he's, he definitely was a number one. Um, Pick not number one, but he was the first round pick. Um, they picked him up late, not late, but they picked him up later. Uh, very good value pick, and 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 Rasul Douglas. Um, I give them a B plus. Pittsburgh Steelers, I give them a C plus, and on the per people they picked up, there's going to be some competition in that wide receiver room with um. Juju, Juju um, um, Schuster, um, as if you saw him on Twitter, the wide receivers from Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt tested off the charts, and the Steelers love his effort level, but uh, he may have trouble um, <clears throat> uh, with edge defenders. Uh, being being an edge defender, but I had to give him um, – to do uh, San Francisco 49ers they, they, they are the fleece masters in my opinion 
they convinced Chicago to give them all picks, <clears throat> trading two picks for pick three and pick 67 and pick 111 and a 2018 first rounder to move up one spot. That's crazy. And they got Solomon Thomas, who they probably were going to take anyway. And then they got um, Reuben Foster, which is crazy anyway. Come on. Great job for the 49ers. They give him an A-. Um, Seattle Seahawks, I give him a B. Um, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I gave him a B+. Plus. Picked up O.J. Howard and picked 19. I mean... It, it just fell to him. Just fell to him. And then they picked up uh, Chris Godwin. Just fell to him. Then they picked up Jeremy McNichols. A running back. They picked number 162. Unbelievable. Did, unbelievable. Tennessee Titans had a good draft. Corey Davis, number, pick number five. Taiwan Taylor, pick number 72. John New Smith, pick 100, a tight end. They had a very good draft. Washington Redskins, I give them an A-. Most people complain about Jonathan Allen, who's got lingering health issues. Um, but he got picked to 17. Most of them thought they would go, he was going to go higher. Fabian Moreau was on track to be a first-rounder. Round, himself until he tore his pectoral at UCLA's Pro Day. Again, if he's healthy, that's a steal. Then he got Ryan Anderson and at 77. I mean, at 47. And one of my favorite running backs this year was Samajay Perrine. Very good for them. So there we have it. Breaking down and reviewing the uh, 2017 NFL draft. We'll see what happens. Um, NFL season for me starts now. NFL fantasy season starts now. These guys are going to start um, working with their teams. Now we know who, who's, going, who's going to where. Now we have to speculate and, and, and analyze who's going to make an impact fantasy-wise on their teams. I'm pumped up for that. Tune in next week, like I said, with me, uh, me, where I will uh, um, start talking about things like that and uh, other things in sports. Uh, Klitschko got beat. Um, For those who didn't know, boxing fans. I am JT, a.k.a. the master. This is the master plan. Thanks for staying with me for more than two hours. It's well appreciated. I appreciate every time that you spend time with me and listening in the archives when you do. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're talking sports. We're talking sports and more sports. See ya.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.